Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put up important news. With us today, and he's put up big important news, is Tim Daniels, Executive Chairman of AIML Innovations Trades on the CSC under the stock symbol AIML for our friends in the U.S. under FIRZF. Uh, AIML, Artificial Intelligence Machine Learning. You know that Agoracom's thesis that this decade is going to be dominated by the convergence of technologies like AI and AR and all those kind of things. So that's why uh, we're so happy to have them on the show. For those of you new, and that's going to be a lot of you because they just started trading uh, just you know in the last in the last several days. Uh, AIML is focused on acquiring and furthering artificial intelligence and machine learning technologies that address. Uh, uh, urgent social needs. Now, that sounds like uh, a mouthful, but when you consider the fact that they their press release was that they announced a successful proof of, con proof of concept deployment and findings for a study funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know that they aren't just throwing uh, big words around. They're actually doing some pretty incredible stuff. So here to talk about that, Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, George. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. And hey, you, you've done my job for me. <laughs> well, not quite. You know, I've set it up for you, but I mean, that was pretty easy. Congratulations. That's a really... Thank you. Everybody in Agoracom knows, all our audience knows that third-party validation is really important, especially Absolutely. when it comes to you know AI and all those things where you don't really know how to assess. Does George Com mm. truly have this great artificial intelligence or don't they, right? Yes. Before we get to the press release, because I really want to get to that. Uh, yes. This isn't, you know, AIML is not your Apple Samsung wearable kind of company. It's not your daddy's wearable. You Give it. us that 30,000 foot view. What makes you guys so powerful that you're, you're, you're asked by the Bill and Melinda uh, Foundation, uh, Gates Foundation to come be part of this study? Yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, so as you said, AIML uh, innovations, we focus on uh, new technologies in the area of artificial intelligence and machine learning. And the first area that we chose to focus on uh, is uh, digital healthcare um, for obvious reasons. Um, it's, it's an industry that has really come into its own um, over the last couple of years for a few different reasons. One is that the, uh, the wearable sensors, um, the little uh, electronic doodads that uh, are in medical devices such as this. I don't know if you can get a, yep, a shot. got that. This is not like what you're wearing. Yeah, this mine is, too. I'm, I'm so, it's a Google one, Samsung. Yeah. I mean, it's fine, but I'm so disappointed that it doesn't have the depth. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm so excited yeah. about what you're going to tell us. Exactly. As opposed to this, which is uh, a, a real... Um, medical monitoring device um, that's driven by artificial intelligence. Now, a, a wearable like yours is based on an algorithm. Now, what's the difference between artificial intelligence and an algorithm? Uh, and I won't get too deep in the, in the weeds with this, but the, the, uh, the basics is that it's the difference between a, uh, a Volkswagen and a Ferrari. Um, an algorithm will do the same process, algorithm is just software, and it, it will process the same data over and over and over the same way. If you feed it in one time or a billion times, you'll get the same result. The difference between that and artificial intelligence is that with artificial intelligence, 
the more data you feed into it, the smarter it becomes, and the more personalized the, uh, the results become coming out the other end. Uh, in other words, you as a, as a wearer, as an individual, um, the more you use it, the more actionable data that the, uh, the artificial intelligence will provide to you, but also the more um, that it's used across a population set, the more it learns and understands and is able to give uh, uh, actionable, uh, meaningful data back. Um, yeah, because right now I just, get, I just get on this thing, hey, I walked this many steps, yeah. uh, here is your average heart rate through the day. Okay, yeah. great, I'm grateful for that. It's better, more information I've ever had before. Sure. When I'm going to be wearing, and I will be, uh, your yeah. wearable, yeah. how will that information uh, look different and be delivered differently to me? Sure. Um, so in, in two ways, it'll, it'll look very different and, and be actionable very different. First of all, we have uh, a phone app that, that has both uh, been uh, uh, adapted to Android devices and um, uh, Apple devices and are available through the, the, the appropriate stores. Um, and that feedback is very user-friendly. Anybody putting on our devices for the first time uh, and using our app is getting uh, very meaningful visual data coming back to them that is uh, uh, actionable and, and understandable immediately. Uh, number one, but number two, more importantly, that data, is, um, a more um, sophisticated set of that data, meaning the, the ECG that's being generated, the PPG, uh, the very heart rate variabilities, and so on and so forth, that um, data that is more meaningful to, let's say, your, your doctor, um, is also being generated, and it's put onto our cloud platform and is accessible to your medical provider and to you yeah, uh, um, and to your, your family members and whoever else you uh, uh, deem appropriate to get that information. And, uh, and that is providing the same sort of information that you would get by uh, going in for a complete physical uh, at your doctor's office, uh, including a, a, a ECG and a PPG readout blood pressure readouts, uh, digital pulse, uh, heart rate variabilities, BMI and weight, and so on and so forth. So it's-, it's Will there be some feedback as well though? Let's say I don't connect it to my doctor. I yes. Or, or I'm not going to my doctor. Will it tell yes. me, hey, George, your BMI is too high. Here's the problem. Yeah. Uh, will it actually give me feedback or how, how far does it engage with me? Sure. So it, it is- um, Engaging with you to the um, to the extent that you wanted to is 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 uh, I you know I guess the easiest way to to uh, to state it. Um, it's it's providing you with uh, visual and 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 quantified you know objective data, um, and then it's you know it's up to you to uh, uh, to take action on sure. that data. Um, now, if you're just you know, uh, executive chairman at AML and you're telling us about this great wearable, it would be hard right now uh, for users to really, to, to, to figure out just how much better your product is than everybody else's. So that's why third-party validation is so big. So let's talk about uh, why you were, and uh, you were invited, so I'm gonna read this, HealthGage, 
which is your your subsidiary and you know your your exactly. technology. I'm gonna read this. Was invited in 2019 to participate as the sole technology provider. I mean, that Tim, that's big. Uh, in a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Fund initiative, the study, uh, in order to study ways to reduce pregnancy complications and mortality and mortality using wearables, right? So yeah. they didn't invite Apple, they didn't invite yeah. Google to That's say, right. "Hey, strap these on some pregnant women," uh, you know, in in India. I'm presuming, I believe this was done in India. Uh, it was in Bangladesh. In uh, Bangladesh. Uh, and uh, and and help us figure it out. So, why were you selected, uh, Tim? Because that's a really that's a really big achievement. Mm. Um, the uh, the doctors behind the the, the study um, had researched various companies in this space in the uh, you know the uh, d digital wearable space, and uh, uh, came to the conclusion that that we had the solution that was uh, uh, what exactly what they were looking for. For two reasons. One is because our technology in and of itself uh, is a you know, very powerful technology. But uh, another point that, that shouldn't be lost here is that the study was being conducted in rural parts of Bangladesh. So uh, in, in parts of the country where um, there isn't good internet connection or maybe no internet connection at all. I was gonna ask that very question. Right, or maybe not even any cell phone connection. And so it was important to have a, a technology that was um, readily configurable uh, in such a way that the data could still be aggregated. Um, and, and so in this case, the, uh, uh, the, the pregnant women who were chosen to uh, participate in the study were women who were at high risk for uh, hypertension issues. And hypertension is, is, you know, it's another word for high blood pressure. And it is um, a tremendously uh, uh, difficult problem and dangerous situation for yep. pregnant women. And in fact, it's one of the leading causes of death in, uh, in pregnant women and the unborn children. So it's something that is taken very, very seriously. Yeah, this is, this is a serious study that it you're really going is. for. It, it really is. And in, in places like rural Bangladesh, where there is you know, little uh, uh, technology infrastructure, and little in the way of, of uh, internet and, and, and uh, uh, cell phone signals and so on, um, uh, it was important to have a technology that could be configured to that sort of situation. And so- So, so what would it do, Tim? Would it, would it almost have the ability to hold the information on the device, aggregate it, and as soon as you had access to uh, yeah. a wireless network, then it would grab it all. And, uh, and but that's great. You're, you're, you're dead on, George, you got it. So what, what was happening is that the, uh, the women were wearing, you know, our, our medical device here, in, in combination with uh, a cell phone app that uh, if they didn't have their own cell phone, it was provided to them as part of the study with our app on it. And over the course of the week, um, all their, their data was being aggregated 24 hours a day as they were sleeping, as they were working, as they were uh, uh, stressed or, or cold or whatever the situation was. And so you're getting real meaningful 24 hour a day data. And that data was being aggregated and, uh, and analyzed by our artificial intelligence. 
and stored. And once a week, the, uh, the visiting uh, healthcare nurses would come to the village and, uh, and download all that data into their device and take it back with them into another uh, area where, um, uh, where there was uh, uh, internet connection and then it was uploaded into the cloud. And so what they were um, able to uh, conclude from this study was, uh, was a couple of things. Number one, it was you know, proof of concept of, of our product and it showed you know, the vast and, and, and varied commercial uh, opportunities uh, available um, within our business model. Um, number two, it showed how um, our solution can really help provide uh, meaningful uh, solutions to these, you know, really, really dire community health problems. Um, and number three, it, it showed how our, our product was readily configurable to be uh, uh, retrofitted into an existing uh, managed care program uh, with uh, uh, the, the normal workflow that uh, doctors and nurses would already have. So, so very, very um, uh, uh, user friendly, I guess, is another way to say it. And so, Tim, suffice it to say that you know uh, everybody involved at the foundation, the doctors, everybody, were really happy with the results at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And so that was the you know, <coughs> the overall conclusion of this is that you know clearly this technology uh, was a benefit to these women in that situation, and, and it really. Uh, was a, a, a major aid in understanding, you know, the heart health of, uh, of these particular women. And is that, um, so, is that what you're focusing on? Are you focusing on heart health first uh, or are you modern or are you focusing on uh, a, a wide range or, or a few other ailments as well? So basically the answer is, is that um, any of the, 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 the chronic problems that you would normally go to your doctor for on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, and, and so obviously that includes things like, like heart health, high blood pressure, hypertension, and so on. Uh, but it also includes uh, diabetes management and coaching, obesity uh, uh, management, weight management, uh, sorry, pain management, um, um, and, and a variety of other issues. All of these uh, really important chronic conditions are things that we have the ability to immediately step in and provide meaningful, actionable, real-time data, both to the user and to their doctor um, in real-world settings, as opposed to a, a sterile clinical setting, which isn't always giving the, uh, the most accurate results. No, because so, it's based on how you feel that day, right? They take these measurements that day. Not yeah, I could I could have uh, had a bad night's sleep. Uh, exactly. Could have had an argument with my partner or something like that, exactly. and you don't even know. Exactly. You know. So let so I want to dive deeper in the tech because it sounds amazing. But I can feel investors now are saying, "Okay, George, this is obviously great technology. It has third party validation. Does amazing stuff." What they probably want to know first before we do a little deeper dive in the tech is, what's the business model? How do you sure. now commercialize this? Yeah. Are you competing? Are you saying, okay, George, you know, go buy your watch and, and, uh, and it's a B2C. Is there a B2B component? Uh, where, where do you guys fit in on the commercial side? 
Yes, good, very good question, George. We are um, almost exclusively uh, a B2B. And when I say wow. almost exclusively, that is the, uh, the vast majority of our business model. Now, we are going to um, actually within the, the, the course of, of this month, we'll be throwing up a, a, an e-commerce site onto our website. And so the general public uh, can uh, come in and uh, buy our wearable and uh, subscribe to our, our, our service so that uh, you're getting this meaningful, actionable data um, all on your own. Um, so there, but, there but the thrust is B the thrust is B to B. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and tell us what be a, what be what be a sample customer. So who who are your B to B? Because B to C for everyone, I, I'm sure most of you know it. But for those of you, B to C is uh, AIML competes with with uh, Google and Apple and trying to get our attention as consumers. Uh, right. One Absolutely. one to one can be expensive, can be very lucrative, but can also be very expensive because trying to acquire customers uh, at a consumer level is expensive. B two B means you're right. going into enterprises, and one sale means a lot of sales. So, uh, exactly. what's your yeah. uh, what's your, give us an example of kind of sample. Not they have to name customers or if you have them, great, but what would be examples of type of your customer profile? Sure. So our uh, our customers are what we call channel partners, or in other words, they're the conduit through which, as you just said, um, uh, uh, we, we bring on one channel partner and we uh, acquire through that channel partner um, thousands or maybe tens of thousands of end users. Okay. Um, as opposed to a, a retail model where we're selling one-off, one-off, one-off. And so our typical channel partners include insurance companies, um, accountable care organizations in the U.S., um, other healthcare organizations uh, like clinics and, and hospitals and so on, um, and, uh, and even large companies, uh, uh, Fortune 500 companies that do a lot of uh, self-insuring um, because of the, the the cost to go out, you know, to outside uh, medical providers, and so they'll provide their own in-house uh, medical insurance to uh, um, uh, to their employees. So that that's our sweet spot uh, marketplace. And there's um, a real ROI to that for an enterprise or insurance company. I guess we can sum it we can sum it up in an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So. Exactly. If, it's in, if it's a U.S. insurance provider, I would assume what they probably want to do is offer this to their high-risk customers, people who are exactly. obese, older, diabetes, yeah. just so that they can help monitor them closer, get them yeah. the health care they provide faster, which at the same time saves yeah. them a ton of money. It saves them a ton of money. The, the, uh, uh, the cost of... of providing them with you know, $100 wearable and a $25 a month uh, subscription um, to monitor them, as opposed to the, the, the tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Millions, it could be millions. It's, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's no question which is the, uh, the more cost-effective model for them. Um, and, uh, and, and so to that end, we actually will be announcing a series of uh, pilot projects uh, coming up over the, the, the next weeks and months. Um, and uh, each of these are with, uh, you know, very large, uh, I would say, household name uh, type channel partners, insurance companies and uh, healthcare providers uh, that certainly you and your viewers will, uh, will know the names. And uh, any one of those um, 
uh, uh, pilot projects migrating over to a contract has the potential to lead to uh, eight-figure contracts for us. Um, so yeah. that's, our, our, that's our business model. And um, uh, I would assume uh, that that on the margin side, the hardware you sell has a has a decent margin for sure. But is that twenty five dollar a month and uh, the twenty five dollar a month recurring subscription fee where it must have exactly. tremendous yeah, margins behind that? Exactly. You know, it's the, the typical SaaS, which is a software as a service um, business model which a lot of companies have gone to this subscription model for their software. Sure. Um, your viewers would, would recognize uh, products they use every day that, that are that SaaS subscription model. You know, a good example of that is Dropbox, for example. That's a perfect example of that. Um, in, in Modify case, all we, those things. Every, the whole exactly. world has moved to subscription model, the, the whole yeah. world. Exactly. Um, and so, we're, we, as you mentioned, we're looking at this uh, $25 a month subscription model, and it's, um, it's highly scalable. There's little, if any, incremental cost for adding more users onto that platform. And, uh, um, and, and again, uh, you know, many of the uh, uh, channel partners that we're in discussion with represent uh, many thousands or tens of thousands of, uh, of, of patients or employees that can be ported over you know, to our system. Wow. Um, and, and, and it's, it's almost like the, uh, uh, the, the principle of, of, uh, uh, compound growth, interest rate growth, um, where our user base month after month after month, uh, continues to grow because we maintain and sustain our, uh, uh client base from the month before and we're adding on top of that and so each and every month uh forward uh the the, the revenue grows at a nearly exponential spotify rate. netflix disney outstanding yeah. business models at the end of the day right yeah, and, exactly. and and you're following exactly. the same and you're uh um, question how do you go about though so it, and that, that's a fantastic model i'm so glad that you're b2b and not b2c because if you're B2C, man, you get you literally have to spend tens of millions of dollars to try and convince George to switch over to your to your wearable and Mary to switch over to your wearable world. And I, I don't think that's a I don't think you can beat the the big guys at the at that basic, you know. At the, but how do you go about though um, targeting, meeting, acquiring B2B customers? Because that's not easy, right? Uh, you know, here's this company, AIML, they're not a household name, and you want to call up GeorgeCom, this massive conglomerate, uh, let's call it an insurance company. I've got, you know, millions of, of, uh, of insured people mm -hmm. underneath. How do you even get in the door uh, to, in order to pitch AIML? Sure. And, uh, uh, and that can be a challenge for sure. Um, one of the advantages we have is that uh, one of the founders of HealthGage our, our subsidiary um, that uh, uh, that we're talking about here um, is uh, Randy Duguay, who is one of the uh, executives at uh, at Telus Health for many many years. Which, as I'm sure you know, is is the, the largest uh, Canadian health tech company. And so, in that role as uh, as 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 part of uh, uh, senior management within uh, Telus Health, um, he. Uh, um, He's got a Rolodex. He, he's got a Rolodex of people he can call right up. Exactly. He, he generated a tremendous network 
uh, that he uh, uh, now has relationships with. And, uh, and that gets us very quickly uh, through the door. And so, so we are in front of um, some major, major corporations, um, uh, in part because of you know, some past and existing relationships that uh, the management has had, but uh, also in part um, through um, um, uh, people getting people in the industry, people uh, who uh, uh, understand the wearable tech business um, uh, are hearing about us uh, in the same way that uh, the, the the scientists behind the uh, the Bangladesh study funded by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation approached HealthGage uh, uh, and uh, and determined that they were the best partner to go forward with. Um, so HealthGage's name is getting out into the community. Last question, because look, we could talk about this for a long time. Uh, what you guys are doing is amazing. It's limitless. It really is, uh, at least theoretically. Question, you're not, as a result of your model, you're not constrained to operations in Canada or the US. This, this can go global. Are you focusing on North America for now because it's your backyard? Uh, look, at the end of the day, the devices are, are, are communicating in English, so that you know that's one uniform language. Do you have plans to go international uh, in, in the near future where you want to start heading overseas? We do. Um, of course, as you mentioned, you know, uh, North America is, is, you know, both our sweet spot and, um, and the low hanging fruit. It's by far and away the, the largest healthcare market uh, uh, in the world. And one of the, the earliest adopters of, of digital health as a, as a concept. Um, but the rest of the world is, is rapidly catching up. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Europe, for example, has now followed the, uh, the billing model of North America. So doctors are, um, are being um, uh, provided the opportunity to, to be reimbursed, to be compensated for um, uh, online and digital um, uh, health uh, uh, um, uh, uh, client visits. Uh, Tele telemedicine, right? Telemedicine is uh, is absolutely going to be a part of our lives this decade. It's going to be a screaming growth market. Completely. Um, and, and so the rest of the world is rapidly catching up and we are in discussion with uh, some potential strategic partners in other parts of the world that uh, uh, that, that clearly um, uh, already have a toehold in those markets and, and can be you know, a rapid launching pad for us to, uh, to, to get in there. Um, if I can add one other thing with respect course, to the business, of course. People, um, um, a, a lot of your viewers are, are probably, you know, familiar with a company called Livongo. Uh, Livongo is a, a US-based company. They started about five years ago and um, their focus was digital monitoring and coaching uh, in the uh, diabetes space only in the U.S. And they've done an amazing job, I, I, I have to admit. And when I say amazing, um, this past year, uh, Livongo was bought out by Teladoc for, I, I think uh, uh, it was about 100 and, um, oh, sorry, yeah, about $160 a share, uh, $16.5 billion transaction. So a substantial transaction. Um, our business model uh, is very, very similar to Livongo, but in studying what Livongo has done, uh, we actually see some things where, again, kudos to them, they've obviously done things very well, 
But we see a few areas where we can actually improve upon Livongo's model. Well, that's One, tech, right? There's always someone who comes along and improves and makes it better. Exactly. Um, for example, again, um, we're talking about automated technology uh, here on my wrist, uh, as opposed to uh, Livongo's technology that was, um, for the most part, manual inputted by the uh, uh, by the customers. Oh, um, that's. And, I... and, you couldn't you couldn't pay me to manually input and you see this is the problem that number one when you rely on human input um, you have all sorts of subjectivity that's brought into the equation um, errors in 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 uh, entering data um, and uh, and and it's just human nature to get sloppy get lazy so they'll do it religiously for the first week and by the second week ah, they're skipping every other day and so on and so forth that, hey, guilty guilty as charged you just you can't be done sure. and all of us um, as opposed to our technology that can do the same thing as what uh, lavongo's model was doing except in an automated fashion um, and, and so there's no more human subjectivity. And, and that, that, that dovetails into my question then is what is your competition like at the B2B? We know the B2C, if you're going there and you're not, except right. for just as a residual, but you know, we know who Google, Apple, Sony, everybody uh, is your competition, would be your competition on B2C. What's your competition like on B2B? Where do you rank yourself? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting in that there's, all sorts of companies that have um, focused on, on various parts of the health tech, uh, you know, the digital health tech industry. Um, and some of them have gone the route of, uh, uh, of the, the teledocs where it is primarily is human interaction, but through a screen like this, which has limited usability. Um, some companies have gone into the uh, uh, remote patient monitoring, so it's 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 more about um, um, data driven, uh, but but almost to um, uh, analogous to the types of monitors that are you know hooked up to patients in an ICU unit. Um, other companies have focused on um, uh, uh, building out. Um, uh, billing platforms, uh, automating and, and digitizing the billing platforms. Uh, other companies have gone into the uh, 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 the activity space, like the Fitbits and so on. So they're focusing on uh, uh, aggregating um, data relating to uh, getting on your your bicycle or getting into a swimming pool and so on. There's very few companies um, at this point that have. Uh, gotten into the space that we are in and that have created the end-to-end -end solution that uh, that we've created and patented which is everything from the aggregation of the the digital data through to the uh, application of the artificial intelligence and machine learning through to the uh, actionable um, uh, feedback and interaction that's uh, available both to the customer and and to the doctors and so um, the, uh, the space is wide open. Um, wow, that's you know, a good summary of the competition. I love the way you summarize that to really make people understand. And that's important, right? Because uh, you're, if, if you got monster competition by big Silicon Valley companies back with $500 million war chest, it makes it pretty tough to compete. So safe to say, Tim, when you guys walk in uh, to a pitch, 
you guys walk out as one of the all right, you know, the top contenders as to who's going to get the as to who's going to pilot or who's going to get the who's going to get the business. Yeah, clearly we, uh, you know, we 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 touch the the the, the right nerves when uh, uh, when when we're sitting down with these potential channel partners. We we are the solution that um, in some cases they didn't even know they needed until they they, they meet us and and then understand um, how we immediately fit into their existing workflow and uh, and make it better, faster, cheaper. Um, and 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 most importantly, uh, uh, better health com- outcomes for uh, for for their customer base. Well, it looks like we'll have, from what you said earlier, uh, we're going to be finding out about those things over the next several weeks uh, with some household name pilots. It's going to add just on more great third party validation. So, Tim, we'll we'll cut it there because uh, I would love to do a deeper dive on the tech, but I think it's important first to get a real good holistic pardon the pun almost uh understanding of of the company it's a uh, product it's third-party validation it's uh it's market it's target markets and we've addressed all of those and uh i'm excited and i can't wait till uh until i get my wearable hopefully hopefully by the time we're uh we're, we do this again uh google will be out and uh and i'll have my aiml and uh and we'll have more to talk about sounds good i look forward to it uh, you've been watching Fervent at Home or listening by podcast to Tim Daniels. He's executive chairman, AIML Innovations, trades on the CSC on the stock symbol, AIML. And for our friends uh, in the U.S. under FIRZF, um, look, it's a brand new company, brand new technology. Uh, and that has a double-edged sword there. On the one hand, brand new, great technology, potential for explosive growth. On the other hand, it's also something new, which means something new is more difficult to understand. It's not widgets, it's not selling pizzas, and it's not drilling for drilling for gold on a piece of land somewhere that we all understand. So your job is to do your due diligence now. Uh, in order to do that, make make sure you get your, you find your way over to the Agoracom hub for AIML. You'll find a lot of great due diligence there, and from there you can link over the company's website to take a closer look, especially at HealthGage, take a closer look at the offering and all the information there. Because uh, look, we have said it time and time again, this is the decade where the convergence of great technologies like artificial intelligence, telehealth are all coming together right now. It's been, it's unprecedented time in our history. And as a result, we're gonna see brand new markets created, brand new businesses, brand new monster companies. I'm not gonna tell you that AIML is gonna be one of those, but they're here, they've got the third party validation. You know there's more coming. So it's up to you now to do your due diligence, uh, take a really close look and hopefully discover your next great artificial intelligence healthcare company. Have a great day, see you next time.